Hi, lovely people. Today we are talking about how to do hard things. It's one of the most common sentences that I hear from my clients. It is really hard. It's also one of the words that my brain loves throwing out at me. And so I'm confidently assuming that for each of you listening, this is a word that your brain has offered up to you, maybe a few times as well. It's hard to not say something, or it's hard to say something. It's hard to get started, or it's hard to know when to stop. It especially shows up when we are looking to do something new. Remember, our brains don't like change or the unknown, or when we are going to expose ourselves in some way to other people's opinions, to any potential rejection, or any potential failure. And it will offer us hard as the first hurdle. My client told me this week that deciding what to write about for her content was hard. Or people will tell me deciding what to do to start with, deciding what to prioritize for the day. And this is such a clever strategy by her brain, by our brains, to stop her, in her example, even deciding what to write, which would stop her from writing, sharing, exposing her voice, her opinions, her ideas, and then stop other people judging her and allowing her to just stay safe and not get kicked out of the tribe. And at this point, you know me and my love of definitions, like what the fuck does hard even mean? Seriously. We use it so often. So you know I officially had to look it up and the official definition of hard is solid, firm and rigid, not easily broken, bent or pierced. And that's probably not the relevant definition for today. So the other meaning (laughs) is done with a great deal of force, strength or effort. Now I want to let that definition sit for a minute. A great deal of force, strength, or effort. Because if your brain is anything like my brain and my clients' brains, it's getting a bit loose in its use of the word hard. Like, is it really hard to write an email? Is it really hard to go live on Facebook? Is it really hard to do that thing that you've been putting off for weeks now? chances are it's not really hard. Not by this definition, at least. And I'm not saying this to call you out. I'm sharing this to show you how dramatic our brains can be. See, we are not our thoughts. We do not have to believe everything that our brain tells us, but we do more often than not just believe everything our brain tells us. Like, think about it. We are never really told not to. This is why I am so loud about it on this podcast and with my clients because we are unraveling a habit of believing everything our brain tells us all the time our whole life. Okay, so what is something that your brain has been telling you is really hard? Even pause the podcast if you need to. For some of you, maybe it popped up straight away. You've got that immediate example. Um, Maybe for some of you, it's your brain is even offering you that this question is hard. Interesting. So just have something in mind. You ready? Good. I want to start with telling you 
when it's useful to think something is hard. I'm going to allow you to keep this word. I was coaching my amazing time hackers this week and teaching them about word replacement because there are so many shitty words and sentences we just allow that have a zero, if not negative value, much like the shoulding we spoke about a few episodes ago. So good news, hard does not have to be banished, but we want to think strategically about how we go about using it and more importantly, how we define it. Because when we refer to hard, we are not necessarily talking about something that is physically hard, requiring force, like let's say punching through a wall or picking up a really heavy weight. So my clients and probably most of you listening are thinking of something that doesn't even require physical effort. So it isn't physically hard. What we experience may be described better as emotionally hard. And what I mean by that is we experience emotions that maybe we wouldn't choose from the pack, given the option. Emotions even like courage or bravery that sound good and noble in theory, but feel like shit in reality. Like, do you want courage or joy? Do you want bravery or excitement? Now, what we create after those emotions, like after going through and feeling courage and what we experience after, sure, we're in for that. But it requires us to be willing to go towards emotional discomfort. And even here, what we are experiencing is really cognitive dissonance of us deciding we want to take action or do something and our brains wanting us to conserve energy and do nothing. So it's like a little, a little dissonance going all up on in our brain, all up in our brain, I should say. And it can feel uncomfortable for sure. And I will even let you keep the word hard. There you go. But as I say to my clients, when your brain offers you hard, sit for a minute, look at the four walls around you, peek to your fridge with food and your cup with coffee, tea, water, wine, whatever, maybe all of the above. <laughs> And remember that we are living in the modern day version of hard and it's not as hard as our brain thinks. Just a little perspective there. Um, like it's just a really simple thing to do. Just sit and look at those walls around you. Okay, so on the very first episode, I spoke about me public speaking and all the anxiety that came with it. And my brain for sure offered me that it was hard to speak in public, that it was hard to decide what to say, that it was hard to even remember what I wanted to say, even when I had decided what I would say. Now, here's the hilarious reality. All I actually needed to do was something I've been doing my whole life. Open my mouth and say words in English. Now, if I was to think of a difficulty scale of things that I could be asked to do in my life, like let's even go there. If my life was on the line and I had to do this one thing to survive, I would 100% survive. I know how to do it. Like It's going to be fine. I can speak in public. It's not hard. It's, it's not. Well, let's just compare it to something else, shall we? Like Let's say instead if it was, well, let's speak in backwards Russian. Now, now we're talking about hard. Now, the reason I'm sharing this is because I know for so many of you, like my clients, your brain offers you hard for things that you've actually already done. Like it's hard to find a client even though you already have clients. Or it's hard to even get started even though you've been getting started every day your whole life. 
So even think about this for the example your brain came up with earlier, that thing that's hard, have you already done that exact thing before? For most of you, the answer is going to be yes. For some of you, the answer may be no, but then got another question for you. Have you done something very similar before? Yes, you have, because we aren't moving from speaking English to backwards Russian in an instant. And even if we really had to do that these days, I could probably figure it out thanks to our technological advancements. Like I'm open to that challenge. <laughs> okay, so I think the best time, and if I had my way, the only time to describe something as hard is once you've finished it. So good, right? Give yourself the fucking credit that you can do hard things, build that confidence muscle, build that unstoppability. I don't know if that's a word, but it fucking should be. Unstoppability. Okay, so once you have done something, acknowledge that you can do hard things, and then that's gonna set you up for doing more. It's literally pumping you with that confidence juice. Like brushing my teeth in the morning, it was hard. I do hard things before breakfast. Use it for you, to fuel you. Now, the second time where it can be useful to allow the word hard is our first time doing something. Going in expecting rainbows and daisies when we are doing something new can sometimes actually work. It really can. Like I decided with Time Hackers that it was going to be easy and amazing and it's my first time doing group and it has been. But I've coached for thousands of hours before leading this group. And going back to Vicky in 2016, in fact, I'll tell you a story about when I started coaching in 2016. I didn't account for it being hard. And I found 10 free clients at the same time and we all started pretty much within the same month. And well, it was more of a challenge, let's say, than anticipated. Now, had I paused to acknowledge that it could be hard in some way, it could be challenging, I would have built up my 10 free clients over time instead of starting them all at once. So for you listening, how many times have you had like a really good idea about something you want to do and you thought about how amazing it was going to be and how fun it was going to be and then as you started actually doing the prep or planning or even the work, it was fucking hard. So your brain told you to quit. Now, if instead we took on new projects or ideas, acknowledging hard would be part of it, like that's the buy-in, then when we come up against mental blocks or cognitive dissonance, emotions, or however hard shows up for you in that instance, then it matches with our expectations. There is no additional layer of surprise. There is no ugly wow factor that we didn't want or account for. And we are able to respond in a completely different way. More of a, oh yeah, knew this would happen. Less of a, holy fuck, why is this happening? Now, I've given you some permissions around hard, but don't stretch them too far. See, there comes a point of diminishing returns. That's to say, there is a point where using the word hard, describing something as hard, literally makes it more hard when it actually isn't anymore to you. Like for me, with speaking in public, it's actually not hard, and now I love it. For my clients writing content, not hard. They've been doing it for a while, even signing clients, not hard. Not once you've done it a few times. The more we've done something, the less useful it is to describe it as hard. It's not hard to do something that you've done over and over again. That whole offering by your brain is bullshit. 
catch your brain offering you the bullshit. It doesn't care about the facts. It cares only about keeping you alive in the wild, conserving all your energy and avoiding failure and rejection at all costs. Now, you will know you've dropped out of useful hard into useless hard by what you are doing. If you are procrastinating, spinning in indecision, quitting, starting over again and again and again, you are not in useful hard. You've landed into useless hard. And at this point, I have a really simple, quick, clean hack for you. Answer this question. What about this is easy? And don't just answer it once, twice, or even three times. Get a solid 10 answers for this. Keep asking it every day if you need to. It isn't as complicated as your brain would have you believe. And when you look for the ways it's already easy, you will find more of them. This is how you create rapid change. And it's something I've been teaching my amazing time hackers. We don't put hours into creating change. We always choose the quickest route and repeat it for compounding impact. And this is why Sarah shared this week that she went from no consults in a month to creating four in a week. Let it be easy. Let it be fun. Have an amazing week. Bye, lovelies. Thanks for listening. Are you ready to feel better? You can download a free anxiety workbook, which includes a bonus worksheet to use anytime you feel anxiety creeping in by heading over to vickilouise.com forward slash guide. That is Vicky, V-I-K-K-I, then Louise, L-O-U-I-S-E. So vickilouise.com forward slash guide. The link will also be in the show notes. Just do it.